So welcome back to Bonded Voices. My name's Ian. This is Lauren. And this is Greg. And tonight we're going to discuss the very sticky topic of friends who only talk about themselves. I'm sure all of us have friends, they may be family, they may be co-workers, that when you get into a conversation, past the hello, how are you, it just becomes a whole conversation about them, which is not a conversation. No, it's more about uh, you're there to be their sounding board, it sometimes feels like. so. It's almost a dissertation to some extent. Yeah, yeah. It's like sitting in a Psych 101 class in college where they're just orating. So this is what I want us to discuss through this. And, and I think this can be very therapeutic to others is why do people do it? How can you alert people who want to be self-aware to they're actually doing this? And how, and how can we be helpful in having these great conversations like we do here on Bonded Voices where we talk about our own experiences, but no one dominates the conversation? So let's start with, why do we think people only talk about themselves? One of the theories I, I bat around is, uh, I think the people that are typically doing this, uh, at least the ones that I, in the situation that I see, is that they really don't have anything uh, to connect with you with. If they're in a conversation and they just want to join in the conversation, so they just start talking about themselves because they have nothing... They don't really fit into the conversation. So, so they're trying to push themselves into it. Well, I could definitely see that. And I've learned over the years that when you walk away from a conversation and you think, man, that was a great conversation. I really had a great conversation with Ian. What's interesting is if you spent most of the time talking, you think it was a great conversation. So if Ian is really good at asking me questions... You're learning a lot, but I'm talking more, then I'm going to be like, that Ian guy is great. I love yeah. him. It's a wonderful connection. So taking that one step further, that's almost fueling the same concept of right. they might feel whatever it might be, an un uncomfortable situation, entering the discussion. And the more that they talk, the more that they think it was a great conversation. Right. So it feeds the, feeds the beast. Feeds the beast. And, and look, we've all heard... The saying, you're born with one mouth and two ears, so listen twice as much as you should talk. And, you know, I think there's a lot of credence. I remember the first time I heard that, it was sort of like someone slapping you in the face, and you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, a lot of jobs will always say to you, be a good listener. Mm -hmm. Don't dominate the conversation. Be collaborative. And I think the whole goal of a good conversation and again, like I think there's a difference between co-workers, acquaintances, and friends. If you're really, truly friends, you should care about, so how was your weekend too? Sure. <laughs> Not just, here's what I did. I went skiing, and I did this, and I did that. And, and I think people come away from those conversations just wondering, like, are we really that close of friends? They never asked me anything. And by asking... How are you? Mm -hmm. That shows a sense of caring. So I guess you the the takeaway is to learn how to read the audience, see if you're definitely. I think they're fundamentals more. Right. So yeah. So you see what they're and if you feel like you're then dominating the conversation, pause and then ask them a question. 
Because I, I, I think I've gone through this whole process where I, I'll be really excited about something and I'll be meeting with someone talking and talking and talking and they're just nodding and I'm like, yeah, I, I need to shut up now and <laughs> listen a little bit. Right. Well, that's paying attention to the social cues. Right. Uh-huh. Maybe that's one of the reasons people keep talking. They're not uh, aware of the social cue. Hmm. Uh, sure. Could be possible. Now, th- now think about from women will always say men try and fix things and we do like we love to come with a solution and sometimes <laughs> people just want to vent sure now that's different i think uh, if if none of us or if anyone who's listening doesn't have the social sense to know when you just gotta let someone talk that's great and i and I don't want this to come across as it should always be. You had three minutes, you had three minutes, and you right. had three minutes. Right. But it, because there's going to be times when someone just needs to get something off their chest. But if we're going out, even as couples for um, dinner or just to, uh, just to around drinking and having fun, I think it'd be very awkward if just one person talked the whole time about them. Right about their kids, mm-hmm. about their life, about their new car, about their house, about their job. And you'd, I think everyone would be waiting for like... Well, it's about time to go. Well, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Other than that, you're, well, you'd, you'd be hoping that you're good enough friends that they're going to be like, and what about you, Lauren? How was your weekend? Right. Or, you know, how's your job going? Your Your comment on... The uh, sometimes you just need to listen. That was a uh, that was a tough lesson for me to learn uh, early on in uh, my married life. And now I just ask the question: Do you want to talk, or do you want me to try and fix it? Right. And and thankfully we're at the level where she'll say, "Yeah, I I just need to talk." Okay, great. I'm here to support you. But I 100% agree with you that that's a different situation. Uh, and even when you get out in a group setting, the idea of some one person dominating and, and what's the, what's the difference? Is there a correlation? I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Is there the one upper? How does the one upper play into that? That's brilliant because I think there is part of what plays into this is that one upper and they're the people who their boats always got to be bigger <laughs> their car oh it's faster you know sure. and, and it, it it takes away from that camaraderie and that friendship because it just becomes about them all the time mm-hmm. now, and look i've had the experiences i've lived in several countries of the world and it's not just an american thing i've i've seen it in many different countries and I think it's, if you ask people, I think in every one of the, and I double check, there's 197 countries of the world, right? <laughs> right? We were 195, 196, we were good, we were close. But I think you could ask them in those 197 countries of the world, and they'll be like, yep, it happens here at the Vatican too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there, there's a little bit of human nature in there, just from a competition. There's also keeping up with the Joneses. There's... I think there's a lot of factors in there, but back to our topic for this particular discussion, the one-uppers, what I feel is that the one-uppers sometimes don't even listen. Rather than being so excited to talk about what they want to talk about, 
they do a tiny bit of listening. And if you talk about a baseball bat, they're quick to, they don't, they just heard baseball bat. They didn't hear what type, what kid it was for, any of that. Then they're off on, oh yeah, well, I just bought the ABC one, two, three. Right. And it's the best. And it, you know what? It's not even in production yet, but I already bought it. They have their conversation already queued up in their head. They're just waiting for the keyword. Right. To- right. And again, it comes back to talking about them. They're not, they don't follow up with, so hey, Where'd you get it from? Like, what mm-hmm. is it for Aaron? Is it for Bob? Who's who's right. the bat for? Um, they just again talk about themselves. So, uh, it's it's one of those. I think it's a failing in people because you don't grow a relationship with other friends unless you ask questions about them and their well being. Mm-hmm. So here's a here's a question to you guys. So if if you're experiencing this one upper or the the dominating conversationalist, do you pause the conversation? Hey, you know maybe let me talk a little bit, or do you just let them go on about it and then just hold a grudge? Can you imagine sitting around a dinner table and go? Do you mind if I talk about me for a second? Like, what the reaction would be? Like, I think the people who talk about themselves would be just like... They'd be floored. They'd be oh floored. My gosh. Well, maybe this they is... don't... Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they don't realize they're doing it. Maybe they're just so used to... from their. Maybe they're, they're at a profession where they're just talking all the time. That's and a they, good point. And they're just used to it. They're just like, okay, I've got to be the, the orator for the family. I come home. I mm-hmm. do this. I give my speech, you know, and then now it's on to my next. It's a very blue pill thing to say, though, right? Could they just be red pill selfish? You know, yeah. uh, well, there's uh, there are certain professions and, and certain personalities within certain professions that are very dominant. They need to control the situation yeah. at all times. And that would be very difficult. I think I hadn't even thought about that until you brought it up, Lauren, that to, to come home and turn that off. And then become more middle of the road, conversive, listening, right? Offering information, dialogue. It's an interesting. So, uh, and this is the reason why I specifically went with friends who talk about themselves because I think in a work situation we've all experienced that person who wants to be the subject matter expert, mm-hmm. who wants to be the smartest person in the room, guys and girls. And they, they just want to hear themselves talk because if they talk for long enough, how can they be wrong? Because no one else is... No one off- corrected them. <laughs> no one's offered anything else. You know? Sure. Right? So th- that's why I went specifically with friends because I can leave a meeting where I, was, I feel I never said two words and I don't care. But I think if I went out with people who I thought were friends and let's say you have a third party listening in and you went, they're good friends. And that person said to you, they never asked you anything about you. How are they good friends? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going with this, which is, okay, why do they do it? And I don't know, I, and I don't know if it is just an individual trait in people. Is it something more? Hmm. That's that's a that's a good question. I'm try, I'm trying to think how you could alert someone that they're doing that. Right? Is yeah. it is it a, it's something like 
Lauren, you were saying, you stop and you say, maybe it's time for me to tell you how my weekend went. <laughs> right. And that almost feels like, almost like a schoolyard conversation amongst a couple of second graders. Right. Or a teacher teaching two kids how to have a conversation. Okay, now Johnny, you talk. Okay, now Bobby, you talk. But I think that there's probably some merit to that concept to at least bring some relevance or some sanity. Not, not that they're not sane, but some clarity into the talker, controller, dominator. Maybe they don't even realize they're doing it is what I would. Sure. Hopefully, you know, the people aren't that narcissistic that I mean, there are going to be people that are that narcissistic, yeah. but hopefully that you've picked your friends well enough to where, you know, maybe it's just a bad day for them and they're just, or they're super excited or mm -hmm. maybe you just need to, Hey, I'm really excited that you did this, but I did this as well. What do you think? Like, could you ever imagine that moment where you actually said, you know what, if we're still going to be friends, unless you ask me something about me, Maybe we're not that good of friends. Does it have to be that confrontational, though? Okay, so then what, what's the middle ground? So you say, so, hey. The, hey, the next time we go out, I'd love to share some of, of my latest triumphs. The next time we hang out. Remember the next time we're together, I got this great story to tell you. Right. I had a great weekend, too, but obviously there's not time in this discussion to share right. that, so... Yeah, I see. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's such a tough one. But we, I think we've all experienced it with people who we'd love to not have to have that conversation with. Maybe you just send this podcast to that person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that could be it, too. So, okay. So w you could address it head on. And that would be interesting to hear how Well, if you're that truly friends, it shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter. And if you're not getting any words in edgewise, well, then no, no, uh, no loss. So actually, I would even say my, my buddy who I was just um, telling you about, he talks a lot. And I mean, he can go off on a, a tangent, but he's the sort of guy you can say to him, hey, you finished talking about you? And he'd laugh about it and let, and I, mm -hmm. I mean, he'd apologize and let you go off about you. But he wouldn't take because he knows he's he's like happy and positive and passionate about things. And well, so right there, passion. If people are passionate about stuff, how how can you fault them for talking about it? if they're passionate? They're maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying a new hobby and they're trying to get you to talk about it. And like I went skydiving for the first time, which I'll never do. But let's just say that's you what, should. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> so we're sitting there. We're I'm talking about it nonstop, and you're like, well. Kind of sounds like fun now. Maybe he's just trying to sell you on trying something new. Like, you know, so, okay, let's think about it. Is it lack of self-awareness, selfishness, narcissism? Whatever it is, it's not good if people have got that trait within a friendship. I think and friendship I, I even goes towards with your kids, with your wife, your spouse. It, that, that's a friendship conversation. If it's just all about you and your day, yes, we need some people just need to vent. But if there's not that back and forth, I think you, you run, you're going to run into a lot of problems with that. Um, obviously, solution-wise, it's like, how do we stop people doing that? And, you know, what creative ways could you have of turning the conversation so it's not just about them? 
It reminds me of an old uh, project management uh, strategy for agile development. You would, uh, this was a long, old school way of doing it. The, everyone would go around the room talking about what they had, the project they were working on. You could only talk if you're holding the notebook, right? So maybe you set that up in a conversation. That's a, that would be a great idea for a friendship thing. Yeah, if, if you're constantly having one sure. friend that always talks about I'm holding the phone right now, or I'm holding the, the friendship bowl or something. Right, whatever. Yeah. You, I'm going to talk for five minutes or mm -hmm. ten minutes or whatever. And what we did with the project management was we made sure it was really heavy and you had to stand up. So you didn't want to talk forever, <laughs> made you more brief and get to the point. But maybe that's something like that. I, there, I think it's a great idea. That's uh, it, it reminds me of some of the recommendations when the kids were really young. If you're at a party and kids are in the pool, then there's some type of device that I'm holding onto it. So I'm the lifeguard. I'm the eyes watching this. Yeah. I need to go in. Hey, Lauren. You're holding this now. You're responsible for that. So it's the same concept of I have the power. I'm now yielding the power. Yeah. See, I, I'm loving where this is going because it, it, there's almost like a gamification idea that you could apply to building better friendships with better conversations because you're giving everyone the opportunity to, to play. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. in, in a lot of ways, I, I, I think in a group setting, you only feel important if people listen to you at all. You're only relevant right? if people listen. You feel like you have to add something to the conversation. Well, there could be people that don't talk because you don't have anything relevant, and then you know you don't want to call them out. Well, hey, Greg, here's the rock, or here's the, the golden mm -hmm. spoon. You need to talk. Well, I don't have anything today. Okay. See, I, and, you know, I came back tonight from our men's group, and one of the things we purposefully do around our table, that we've got a big table, 14 of us, is making sure, especially new people, have a voice at the table. Because there's other, some of us can tend to just talk. And the goal is to make sure everyone's included in the, t the couple of hours that we have together. Uh, maybe the same can be applied to sure. a group of friends getting together. Well, and maybe that person does have something to say. They're just not, they don't think it's a big deal or right. they don't want to share that for some reason. Uh, and so that might, and, and, and that might yield a follow-up discussion after you, let, let's say you hang out, there's four people and you've passed this device back and forth and, and I'm the one that says, I don't have anything to share. Then a good friend would be like, hey, dude, is everything all right? Maybe in a one-to-one. Yes. Right. Just following outside up. of a group. Hey, thing. is everything yeah. cool? Uh, because that person might have something that they want to share. Although the flip side might occur that if you use this practice all the time, there might be some people that just don't show up because they know that they're going to be handed the talking rock or whatever it might be. Well, see, I even think the person who loves talking about themselves, I was even thinking you were going to go there that they wouldn't show up because they don't have enough time to talk about themselves. <laughs> You know? I'm tired of being regulated. Yeah, I, I have more to say, you know. So I'm take more words. important. Yeah, yeah, right. And it is a self sense that. So, okay, takeaways for this. Uh, I think w w there's an, a, a, an agreement, and I think it's obvious, that it's not healthy to just go into a, a conversation and talk about yourself. So 
Lauren, give give us some, uh, something as a takeaway. Well, I would say try to be understanding of the people that are doing it, but give them some type of visual clue that hey, cut it off. You, know? you mean if it's like a spouse or a fr- other friend that does it all friend, the time? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would hope it's not a spouse, but it's possible. But it's possible. You know, sure. I think uh, I I would love to be in a situation where. You had someone who did that, that you found a way to make them closer friends and conscious of that people felt you talked too much about yourself. Well, that brings up a valid point that some of those people, that someone that exhibits those traits might have been doing so for a lifetime. Subconsciously, yeah. Subconsciously. And that we're not here to to change that person, but to, to help, I think just make people aware. aware I think it's right. right. I right. think, I think if we can help through this podcast, make people aware that this is happening and maybe in your own circles, just find ways to seek out that person rather than just dismiss them or avoid them. Find ways to get them to engage with you. And again, I, I like the gamification. I could even imagine that like those cards of humanity or where you, you have cards where it's like you have the, hey, Greg, how was your weekend? I know it sounds false, <laughs> right? Maybe they don't have it. Like, they're really bad at conversation, too, right? So maybe, again, the games, the cards. It here's kicks the, them off. Here's a way to start a conversation. Yeah. Let's, so we've all been to those events where there's icebreakers. And so that's the same concept is to get everybody to contribute, but not let any one person dominate. So back to your idea of different cards. That's an interesting concept. So almost yeah. like a trivial pursuit of but a conversational pursuit, conversational cards. Yeah, there you go. I am. I've got Game a new idea. We have to get, get, <laughs> get to get to patent in that one. Well, thanks for joining. It's. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope it sparked thoughts in your own heads and amongst your own friends. So until next time, signing off. This is Lauren. This is Greg. We'll see you again.